Bush and Richie here with your Daily Takeaway podcast. You're about to hear a show that was good fun, knockabout, a little bit crazy in places, and I think good energy all the way through. And Richie, I have to commend you for being able to get through it, because I <laughs> met you in the cafe before we went on air. You'd been overnight in this yeah. this thing you've been recording. We've gone up to Glasgow on the train, come back on the sleeper train. You're hearing more about it in the show. But you were, you were, you were quite a broken man. I was I... a broken man. I was a broken man. I had a lot of coffee today. Um, I've eaten terribly today. Eating some really bad food, but I just kind of thought I just need to keep eating. Just need to keep on trucking, and I think I feel going. like you've had a road to Damascus turnaround. I do. I fear the moment that I walk out of this building because, to be honest, that's when the adrenaline's just going to go. Is there, is there a potential of you sleep, accidentally falling asleep and missing your stop getting home this evening? That would be some of the worst irony in the history <laughs> of irony, considering the whole reason I feel like I do today is having very little sleep on an overnight sleeper train that provided me with a bed. So if I fell asleep on a commute train back to Hertfordshire tonight, I'd feel awful. Dear listeners, watch this space. This is The Daily Takeaway. The Daily Takeaway. So, as you've probably noticed, it's been a right old furore over Match of the Day over the weekend. Uh, you might have noticed that. So, you know, if you've been living in a cave, Gary Lineker, uh, the host, was forced to step back from hosting it. Uh, in a show of solidarity, all of his colleagues refused to, refused to do the show. In fact, any kind of football commentary stuff over the weekend. But it meant for the first time ever, um, Match of the Day had no host, no specialists in the studio, no analysis, no commentary, and was only 20 minutes long. And I was just thinking, typical, being an Evertonian, we win once <laughs> in the blue moon and it's 20 minutes long as a result but anyway 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 I stayed up and watched um, Match of the Day on Saturday night with uh, with a scotch and you know what there's something incredibly captivating about it it was had a kind of calming quality mm. this is it listen to this so it just showed what happens almost the, the, the sound that you would hear if you were in the crowd and it was really, really calming. And the fact that it was only 20 minutes as well, normally if you watch Match of the Day, you've got to stay up until like half yeah. 11, quarter to 12, that kind of thing. Uh, and you know what? It benefited from just cutting to the chase, cutting to the good bits. Yeah. Uh, and, I, and I was thinking, this could be a thing moving forward. So they might be onto someone here. So, for example, uh, what about Antiques Roadshow, but none of the experts or valuations, just tracking shots of people stood with their items in the grounds of a stately home. <laughs> cut to the chase TV. Could you have a cut to the chase weather forecast? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I love a cut to the chase weather forecast. Like, I hate when the weather forecast comes on and they come on and say, hello, lovely picture today from our weather watcher. Uh, Heather in Upper Wallop. Look at those beautiful clouds. Thanks for sending that in, Heather. Yes, it has been a cloudy day today. Look at some of these record uh, record sunshine <laughs> things we've had today. Record rains. I don't care. I don't care about the pictures. Don't care about what's happened. Tell me what's happening tonight. Tell me what's happening tomorrow. That'll do. Just stick it up on the big screen and sit down on a stool beside yeah, it. 15 seconds to do for a forecast. Uh, Sid says, what, what about with Bargain Hunt? You could just cut to the announcement that both teams have made a loss as buying from professionals to sell to a professional <laughs> rarely yields a massive profit. Uh, Dave says, escape to the country. Interior and exterior shots of houses in the Peak District with a final shot of the couple high-fiving as they leave their five-star country hotel where they've had a lovely break before deciding to go home and do the sums. <laughs> cut to the chase team. Uh, Craig would like to put forward deal or no deal. Just all the public opening boxes at random over and done within 10 minutes. Why don't they just do that? I don't know. Throw all the boxes open, <laughs> let's just sort it out. This text says, hi lads, has to be the mass singer. Primed for condensing, surely. Forget all the uh, 
who are you nonsense, turn up, get on stage, take your head off. Oh, it's Ricky from EastEnders. Job done. <laughs> Simple but effective. Uh, Cole would like to uh, give the treatment to Heartbeat. You play some 60s music while a Ford Anglia drives down some country lanes over a humpback bridge, arrest Claude Greengrass, end credits. It'd be so. You could, imagine how many more programmes you could cram into an evening's entertainment. It's brilliant. Uh, we've got Izzy on the line. You all right, Izzy? What are you up to? Well, I'm fine, thanks. I'm just waiting to go to the dentist. Oh, wow. <laughs> what are you having done? Uh, Check-up and hygienist appointment. Oh, I love a hygienist appointment. You feeling confident? <laughs> yeah, it'll be fine. I brush my teeth quite a lot. <laughs> do they, do you, do, I always get, they always try and like, is it as if you've never seen an electric toothbrush before? You've seen one of these? Do you know how to brush your teeth with one of these? Yeah. Do you know what I mean? I think by now I know. I'm old enough. Know what I'm doing. Well, do keep us posted. Izzy, what TV show be. are you cutting to the chase? Strictly. Okay, what's Strictly looking like if, if you were in charge of cutting it to the chase? I think we'll just introduce all the couples, public phone vote, which one they like best, forget all the dancing. <laughs> do you all be good, right? Is You know the bit where they come down the stairs at the beginning yeah. together? D- don't even let them stop. It's like left or right. <laughs> so they can just thin it <laughs> yeah, out like yeah. that. So there's, is the show's just Strictly come. Well, I don't know if that'll get on national <laughs> telly. <laughs> Uh, Thank you, bye. We'll let you go to the dentist now. Thank you, Izzy. Okay, bro. Thanks. Bye. Lovely job. Uh, Cut to the Chase TV. What TV show would you like to see condensed to its key parts? Angela is on the line. What would you like to see cut down? Um, Homes Under the Hammer. Right, so tell us how you would uh, reduce Homes Under the Hammer to just its uh, key constituent parts. Um, Just cut out all the rubbish about them not being able to source various people. Um, Just have it where you buy the house to do it up. You see what they've done to it, how much they've made. Okay. There's always a bit where the council kick off. Are you keeping that in there? <laughs> no, get rid of that. And I don't want. And the less time I have to stare at Martin wearing jeans and a suit jacket, the better. <laughs> oh, oh, poor Martin. God bless him. God bless him. So you just you just want the the, the start and the end and how much money they've made or lost. <laughs> yeah. Basically, yeah, just cut it all out. Uh, Neil says, call the midwife. Episode opens with a woman experiencing a difficult labour, but ultimately gives birth to a healthy baby. Episode ends. (laughs) Uh, Graham in Northampton says, Scooby-Doo. The gang turn up, find the janitor and arrest him. Listen to him say that he would have gotten away with it if it wasn't for those meddling kids. Roll end credits. Dan Miller says, Mrs Brown's boys. Run closing credits immediately. <laughs> <laughs> Best one yet, that is. Oh, uh, Jono, what's yours? So, my suggestion is one minute, Master Chef. <laughs> right. Okay, talk us through it. Yep, so really straightforward. No chefs, no cooking. Uh, just cuts to Greg Wallace saying things like, lovely. Too much salt for me. Roll the credits and we're done. <laughs> <laughs> Do you remember when the internet first started and get, like, soundboards for, like, TV shows just yeah. pressing people's catchphrases? That's basically what he's just devised. Didn't someone make a song out of Buttery Biscuit Bass? <laughs> I think so. I believe Absolutely. they did. Fantastic. It's going into the Radio Times. Thank you, my friend. Nice one, boys. Great show. Love you. Bye. <laughs> oh, whoops. One last one, Angie, from Derby, says, Pointless. You could cut 45 minutes down to 15 minutes if you skip all the waffle. I don't care who, who Jill or Dave are or what they do for a living. Just show me the questions. I like the idea that we're now wading in on shows that are kind of on at the same time as us. It's Let's great. bring it on. <laughs> Anything else on at the same time of this show? Let's destroy it tonight on Home Time. This is Bush and Rich's Daily Takeaway. Now, we want to talk about doing new things. This is because, uh, for me, it's been a weekend of new fr- 
Frontiers. I've spent oh. the last 24 hours in Scotland uh, for a new series of a travel podcast I do. And whilst in Scotland, over that 24 hours, I have done three new things. Never done it before in my life. Number one, uh-huh. I tried poutine. Have you ever had poutine? What's that again? Poutine. I've no, I don't think I've ever heard of it. It's a Canadian delicacy, so don't know quite what Scotland I was for doing that? in yeah. Scotland for it. But it appears to be, and I might be describing this badly, but I w- I'm just in food sweats at the thought of it because it's amazing. Chips in gravy with cheese curds melted over the top of it and strips of fried chicken. So it's kind of like a bit of a Parmo, but like a Parmo Plus. Yeah, but like doused in gravy and then obviously you've got your fork and you're just picking things out a little bit like a fondue I suppose that sounds absolutely fantastic so that's poutine new thing number one poutine then last night came home on the overnight sleeper I've never been on a sleeper train ever before despite how much I love trains I mean I've been asleep on a lot of trains but not one where I've actually paid to do it (laughs) not one where you've tucked yourself into bed Um, side note awful night's sleep I'm absolutely (laughs) shattered today (laughs) And then number three, and I'm prepared for your jaw to drop at this because I know you love a drop of it, I had a wee dram of whiskey for the first time in my life on the sleeper last night before I went to bed. You've never, we've never had whiskey before? I've never had whiskey before. So three brand new Whoa. things all over the weekend. How, how was it? How was the whiskey? Forget uh, the poutine. poutine. <laughs> I, I, had it on the, uh, I had it on the rocks, I believe, uh, as, uh, as, as you whiskey fans would say. And did you, did you have any mixer with it or anything like that? After about four mouthfuls, then I had some soda with it. Oh, just like my mum. <laughs> <laughs> She always has nervous with a little bit of soda on. That's great, though. Some, you know, like, sometimes I'm jealous of people who are just starting in, uh, uh, their, you know, new steps with something new. Because mm. you've, you've got all that whiskey to explore. Exactly. So, whiskey, sleeper trains, poutine for me. Yep. Uh, what are the new things that you have tried recently? Uh, Andy says, I've just learnt what that is. Now I want to eat some of it as well. It's fantastic. Good on him. Uh, and some people saying that, uh, here we are, sleeper train could have been worse. They also have a carriage with seats. Rather than beds, I occasionally get it for work, uh, as that's all the tickets that are left. Seats, quite an upright night's sleep, and then straight to the office. Well, you, I mean, in terms of like kids being up and that, our little one was up for two hours this morning. I was watching the uh, Oscars with her at half two. I reckon I could sleep sitting up in a normal seat. All right, well, we should do Just it. Just give that a go. We'll have a little trip. Uh, we'll keep an eye out on home time and lots of some future. Uh, in terms of for me, this weekend I did something. This is a bit of a weird one, but something I'd never done before. Um, if you walk around central London, you always go past. You always go past those. Shops where I think they're like Jap- Japanese cake shops where mm-hmm. they make cakes that look like like real things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they're always like, I think I'm, you know, wow, that's unbelievable. I'm never going to go in there. But I el- our eldest daughter Erin wanted to go in there because she's obsessed with all that kind of culture and everything like that as well. And we ended up eating um, what appeared to be a face down teddy bear. <laughs> But it was a cake, just made completely out of chocolate mousse, and it blew my mind. <laughs> and when we bit into his bum, he had loads of little tiny chocolate balls in there. Oh wow! It was an amazing experience. What popping candy? Kind it was of like thing. P- yeah, popping candy in his in his backside. <laughs> Culinary weekend. It's fifteen quid though the cake. Drove an American muscle car for the first time of the weekend. Says mm. this text message. And if you're going to do that for the first time, General Lee, 1969 Dodge Charger from the Dukes of Hazard. That's what they drove. Hopefully, he went in and out via the window. It's the only way. Uh, speaking of you. With First time trying whiskey. Does this mean you're going to get uh, a bit of a drinks cabinet going on in the uh, the house de Firth? I think I might have to. Well, that'd be good. Maybe I'll, I'll come over and we can discuss what we're going to do on the show next week with those. You know, when someone pours someone in the 1950s a big, big like glass and a big crystal. Yes. Pourer thing. I just need to enter like a big golf tournament to win it from or something. Or get back to the 80s and collect yeah. points at Esso stations. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
Uh, we want to find out from you the things that you've tried for the first time recently. Nikki, what is it? Um, me and my husband watched all three Godfather films yesterday. Whoa, so they're, they're all at least a couple of hours each. So you're looking at like at least six hours of, of solid TV um, watching. And some. It was um, a pretty marathon attempt, actually, but we did it. Back yeah. to back, and neither of you had watched any of them at all ever before. Um, my raves about them, absolutely raves about them, so we decided we were going to um, give them a go. They were recorded, um, they were on uh, Film 4, we decided to record them. Old school. And um, and then, yeah, I know, right? <laughs> and then uh, the Sunday watching them, so that's what we did. Oh, that sounds living the dream. We should do that with Lord of the Rings. Go back to the Lord of the Rings trilogy. Wait for it to be on Film 4, tape it, and then we can all sit there together. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think that would probably be even more determined than that one, actually. That'd take a bit more following. <laughs> what yeah, we'll do, with Hobbit, right? yeah. we'll get our yeah. dunk index mm-hmm. sorted, and then we know what biscuits we're doing whilst we're doing it, and then we're going to do just that. Plans coming together. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. We'll get it done. Tom Corbett says he's tried an air fryer for the first time over the weekend. I've still yet to try it. Probably the last person. I've never air fried. Oh, it's you and me. Let, let's what hold, we need to do. Let's hold on. We're getting some great ideas coming through on this show. <laughs> That's for sure. Uh, we're talking about the things that you've done for the first time recently after I tried all sorts of things for the first time over the weekend, including whiskey. Uh, earlier, we spoke to Nikki, who uh, very recently did all Godfather films back-to-back. In one sitting. Recorded off of film four. Uh, we speculated someone should do it uh, with Lord of the Rings. Uh, Danny's hanging on. You did just that, yeah? Well, no, it was just, it was just on when you said about the Lord of the Rings films, so I went and watched them. Me and my sister went and watched them until it was like 2003 when we were first out. Right, so take us back there. You and your sister decided you were going to watch all of the Lord of the Rings movies. Yeah, all in the cinema, yeah. We were there all day. Wasn't one of the cooler moments in life, that, to be honest. So you weren't <laughs> having to record them uh, from film four, like we were talking about earlier. You saw them no. back-to-back, all in one day, in the cinema. So how did you do that regarding snacks and food? Well, we just took a load of butties and that with us. A big carry-out. Can I ask a genuine question, right? Because I, I always kick off about, like, the price of food in cinemas. Are you allowed to bring your own food in? Is that all right? Well, I don't know whether they really checked, to be honest. Um, yeah, we just went for it. Nobody said nothing. So. <laughs> and, and also, how was your back after all of those Lord of the Ring films back-to-back, but in a cinema seat? Yeah, to be fair, once you, well, you got to have a break, like, do you know what I mean? Thank God. There was, a, there was an half hour in between. But I always remember there was a fella as well who, who was there. He watched the whole thing, done the same thing, and then got off for the last half hour. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what, the, weirdly enough, though, the, the last bit, the last bit of the Lord of the Rings movie, the final bit of the trilogy, is one of the worst bits of film ever. Yeah, it, isn't it? it goes on for that guy knew what was coming. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Uh, all this week on the show, we're giving you the chance to head to the Teenage Cancer Trust gigs at the iconic Royal Albert Hall, and we've got two contestants on the line who both want to win their way to see Wet Leg. Let's meet them. On line one, we have Rob. How you doing, Rob? And where are you from? Hi, mate. Uh, really obscure part of Lancashire. I bet Richie might have heard of it. He knows about a lot of yeah, places. Go on, go goes on. on the train a lot. Go on. <laughs> uh, somewhere between Preston and Southport. He's so he's so sus about where he lives. Tell us where you live, Rob. Really Why are you being so shady? Oh, yeah. it's, a, it's a really obscure place called Mere Brown. Never heard of it, Sonic. Yeah, should have just kept between Preston and Southport, shouldn't you? (laughs) Rob, good to speak to you, mate. Let's stay there. Let's see who you're up against tonight. He's called Will. Where are you from and how's your day been? Hey, guys, I'm doing great, thanks. Uh, I'm I'm Will. I'm from sunny Reading. There we go. There we know where they're going. Do it. Just say where you're from. Perfect. Good to meet both of you. (laughs) Here are the rules a quiz called Your Mum. 
is what we're playing tonight after the Wet Legs song, Your Mum. Now, this has been devised by our producers tonight. It has. Not by Bush or myself. Uh, you're about to get three facts. All you have to do is tell us if the fact is about producer Adem's mum or producer Nick's mum. The person who gets the most correct wins. If you both get the same amount correct, we'll go to a tie-break. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, all good. Good. The math right. Now, before we give you your facts, we'll give you some control information about Adem and Nick's mums. Adem's mum is 65, born in Finsbury Park. Her name is Carol. Uh, Nick's mum is 62. She was born in Kingston, and her name is Deanna. Right, let's play your mum. Here we go. Right then, Rob. You're up yeah. first, my friend. Go on. Uh, and here's your question. Whose mum used to play conkers with footballer Glenn Hoddle in school? Was it producer Adem's mum, Carol, or producer Nick's mum, Deanna? Oh, it had to be Diana. You think it's Deanna? Mm. It wasn't, it was producer oh. Adem's mum. Yeah. Wow. <clears throat> Not a good start. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I've got a question for uh, for Will here. Whose mum has made her children sign unofficial documents to state she will be buried with a photo of Mel Gibson, a Braveheart DVD, and a signed Russell Crowe CD? Was it producer Adem's mum or producer Nick's mum? I'm going to go for producer Nick's mum. No, it was uh, Carol, who's uh, producer of Dem's mum. Carol strikes again. Rob, back to you. Question two, whose mum, and let's not forget, both in their 60s, is only just learning how to swim? Is it producer of Dem's mum or producer Nick's mum? Let's go Nick's mum. Nick's mum? Nick's mum doesn't sound like a swimmer. Okay. <laughs> we'll pass it on to her. You're absolutely right. It was producer Nick's mum. You've got a point. Will, back with you. Kind of need this. Whose mum was born on Christmas Day? Uh, was it producer Adem's mum or producer Nick's mum? I'm going to have to go with the obvious and say it was Carol, producer Adem's mum. Oh, you really were listening. It is indeed. Yeah, yes. that's why she's called Carol. One apiece. Final question for you then, Rob. Whose mum was part of the Osmonds fan club when they were younger? Was it producer Adem's mum or producer yeah. Nick's mum? I want to go Adem's mum. Adem's mum? Mm. Oh, it was Nick's oh, mum, Deanna. No. Really important question for you, Will. Get this Whoa, right. You're off to go and see Wet Leg. Whose mum has stated her proudest moment in life was saying hello to Susan Boyle in an airport? Saying hello to Susan Boyle in an airport. Is that producer Nick's mum or producer Adem's mum? I'm good. Carol was lucky for me before. I'm going to stick with Carol, producer Adem's mum. That's a mistake. That's oh. a mistake. So this um, fiendish competition, they've decided, uh, clings on to a tie-break. Uh, we asked you both before this started off-air... Uh, to take away some of the drama, uh, <laughs> what is the seated capacity of the Royal Albert Hall? Rob, the answer you locked in was... 15,000. It was 15,000, that's what you said. And Will, what did you say? I said 1,000. The capacity is 5,272. Will, you're off to see Wet Leg. Oh, brilliant. Well done, Will. <laughs> well done. Oh, bad luck, Rob. <laughs> 
Uh, Rob was a good sport as well. Congratulations, you're off to see the gig, Will. What about that? Oh, that's brilliant, mate. Absolutely brilliant. And also, we've all learned something about producer Adem and producer Nick's mums this evening. Uh, uh, and their ability to devise a competition. <laughs> yes, we have. <laughs> this is Bush and Rich's Daily Takeaway. Time to get back to the Dunk Index. Uh, Richie and I, over the course of this week or so on this show, trying to work out what is the best biscuit in the world to dunk using science. Uh, biscuits that have fed uh, well so far are the Fox's Chocolate Round and the Bourbon Cream, both through to the semi-finals later this week. It's an all-chocolate semi-final. Tonight we've got a treat for you. It's Jammy Dodgers versus Gold Bars. So uh, we're going to be dunking them on a bit of string uh, with the Bulldog Clip. One of the biscuits is full of fun. <laughs> this real drama here, real drama, Jammy Dodger about to appear in the semi-final, the quarter-final tonight the da- Jammy Dodger, before it's even gone into the coffee, had cracked doesn't look good, noticed by our producer, and they're of course up against tonight, uh, the gold bar, which I'm going to be putting forward, so we'll see how that gets on in a second it's a little bit like going down uh, in the warm-up if you're playing football, getting injured in the warm-up uh, we've got Adam on the line, who's going to vouch for the Jammy Dodger, tell us why you love it so much Hey Bush and Richie, it's Adam from Camberley in Surrey I'm, I'm back in the jammy dodger all the way you've got you've got two layers of biscuit which improves strength you've got the sticky bit in the middle which holds it all together a bit longer and i think there's a sort of water resistant quality in the jam that prevents fluid ingress slows it down a bit and makes the biscuit last longer right uh with the substitute jammy dodger in the bulldog clip of doom let's lower the arm are we ready with the stopwatch we are three two, two one let's go. dunk it's in. that could be a good catchphrase three two one let's dunk um, bit of string attached to the microphone, bulldog clip at the end of the string, the biscuit attached to that as well. Ten seconds passed already, so the Jammy Dodger has now already got a dunk index of two. It's wobbling away in there. It's cracking and it's gone! It's sunk uh, with a with a time on the clock of just over 20 seconds. What is that? That's not a great dunk index. It's not. It's a dunk index of three. That has gone so much quicker than I thought it was going to. I thought the jam would act as a cement. It is sunk to the bottom like the Titanic. Adam, that is no good. A dunk index of just what, Richie? A dunk index of three. How will the gold biscuit nominated by you? you how will that fit? I'm a big fan of a gold bar. Can we just say, before we even start dunking this thing, what is going on with the size of gold bars in 2023? Tiny. They've gone... They can't They can't just be me getting bigger. No, I don't think it is. Something's gone wrong. I know shrinkflation is a thing, but that's outrageous. Anyway, let's get it dunking. Let's see if it'll be anywhere near as good as the Jammy Dodger. Okay. On a bit of string, it's bulldog lowering. clip. Three, two, one, Let's go. dunk. She's in. The gold bar is in. Quite a sturdy frame on the gold bar. It is a lot smaller, but it's quite a, a unit. So I think it's going to do okay here. Just do it. It's not chocolate, though, is it? It's caramel. Past 10, past ten seconds. How how long is that caramel going to protect the chocolate? We shall see. 17 seconds. Got 21 to beat to get into the semi-finals. That's the, uh, that's the stopwatch gone, but we're past 22 seconds, so we Looking have a good. winner. It is the gold bar. It's just a question of extra points now. Gold difference. Uh, it is indeed uh, past 31 seconds. Now it has a dunk index of four will it achieve the highest oh look at that caramel dripping off it it looks a little bit like a fish finger from here it does a little now doesn't it 44 seconds dunk index of five that's the highest score you can possibly get what a night i think we're going to declare the gold bar goes through into the next round and it will play the winner of tomorrow night's heat between 
chocolate hobnobs and the joke that is rich tea. This is The Daily Takeaway. Just going back to fatigue, which is something that you uh, tackled at the beginning of this uh, episode, and saluting me for carrying on today. Yes. Despite the fact I've uh, not slept for about 38 hours. Before you make that point, can I just say one other thing you've been doing whilst yeah. you're tired, which is really weird? You've been, like, destroying everything on your <laughs> side of the desk. He's been cutting the corner off. Oh, look, at look, look at his pile of ripped-up notes. You don't normally do this. You just put a load of um, wrapping from a water bottle around your face. Yep. <laughs> do you do that when you're tired? Is this a tired thing? I know. I've been, I've been cutting up pieces of you paper have? with... I've found some really sharp scissors and I've been trying to cut things in really sharp lines, in, in like very straight lines. It's the weirdest thing. But what I've been doing is not, I haven't got a ruler, I'm just like trying to cut straight but without following a line. I'm getting vibes <laughs> of the bad guy from the movie Seven when they break into his flat. So, yeah, I just wanted to tell everyone. Sorry, what were you going to say about fatigue? <laughs> I don't know. I've got to, I, I'm, I'm going to go, I'm just going to go home.